Hello, welcome to the new season of the MLS podcast. Um, back after a massive hiatus. Hey, Tom. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> fortunately, it's... it's been very quiet globally, so there's not been much going on for us to talk about or survive through. So, That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, nothing's been happening across the world at all, so it's, it's all good. Uh, I'm Luke, by the way, I'm one of the hosts, and Tom Billis is the other one. Um, Hi, and I'd like to uh, personally apologise for my abysmal Twitter presence. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, before before we came on air, Tom was just like, explain to me why I need Twitter, because I don't ever go on it. Um, and basically, any single like time I've posted through the this podcast, um, put, like, through the page, I always at you in it, so there's your Twitter handle, so people have then started following you, and then it's just like, Oh, you follow nobody. Yeah, I'm basically yeah. a bot, a Twitter bot. <laughs> that doesn't much. even do anything. I'm less than a Twitter bot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and do better because uh, obviously Luke and I were talking before we started this podcast. We started at the weirdest time in the middle mm. of, or almost at the end of playoffs. Um, and so we're going to be a bit more consistent this season, try and podcast you know, weekly or bi-weekly alongside the MLS actually progressing through the season. I think we we try we try weekly, um, but it may end up being bi-weekly. I don't know, but regular anyway. We're so doing it's going to be a regular podcast where as and where we can. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the new season, uh, and obviously the new season of of MLS hasn't started just yet. And there's a few things that we're just going to talk about, I guess, for this first opening episode. So we're going to um, talk about when it starts and that sort of thing for any people who've never really watched MLS or are aware of it. Um, we're going to look at some opening fixtures, uh, look at some transfers, and then also kind of just talk about some things that uh, we we want to discuss with the uh, with the season starting very soon. So, yeah, and, should... and one of the reasons that we uh, started doing this podcast is that uh, obviously we're both English. Uh, I live here in Colorado and in, in the United States, but Luke is still in in England. Um, uh, but we both have spent time in the US. And we have an affinity towards MLS and we know that the general attitude is like, isn't that that weird American soccer league? That's oh, really yeah, that's, that's the one uh, that David Beckham went to that time when his career was on his ass. And it's actually, and that, well, well that no, is, that wasn't that was kind of the truth. But also it's also not now. Um, but yeah, so it, it's an interesting soccer league to watch. And um, Luke and I wanted to podcast about how it is not quite as backward and it's kind of misunderstood i think and that there's a lot mm. to enjoy about mls uh so for me personally uh living in colorado i can't go see the broncos because i'm not made of money um and i don't much care for <laughs> basketball or hockey but the rapids are extremely affordable and obviously i have grown up as a as a football fan soccer fan if you prefer uh and uh so well, the league so here well. is really it's really fun to watch um, and it's good to go to live sport and at the Rapid Stadium, which is the unfortunately named Dick Sporting Goods Stadium, you can get a really great seat. Uh, there's great Colorado craft beer. Uh, our jersey this season, which I will be talking about in a little bit, but the away jersey is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, it's just a really fun league to follow. And Luke and I both felt like it needed a bit of a better representation. So for our many listeners across the globe, um, that's what we're doing. That's why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, the other thing was that I was kind of surprised of how far we've kind of stretched. Um, they, we made four episodes of the first season. Um, before then, obviously, the MLS shut down because, you know, Columbus crew won it. 
Um, and then it just you kind of go go off into Christmas, going yeah, no MLS until at least March. Um, and then I tweeted out the other day because obviously we I was getting ready for this episode. We were going to record nearly on four hundred all time listens across all episodes, which I think is pretty good going. Which is about a hundred a a hundred a. Uh, an episode, which well, is pretty considering good. Considering you're doing all of the social media work, <laughs> it's extremely impressive. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, we should say that the season begins Friday, April 16th. Is that's the right. First that was two the games. first thing I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, Houston yeah. and San Jose mm. get us started. Uh, Houston sporting a very spiffy new badge. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of rebrands. There have, yeah. And then uh, Seattle, Minnesota is later that same evening. So 7 30. Mm. Uh, I think that's mountain time, so goodness only knows what time that is for you. Two thirty in the morning, probably. Yeah, if some you're of the, in I was Greenwich, just, I was looking at the, um, when you go on the MLS soccer website, the official website, um, it gives you it in your local time, obviously, because okay. it yeah. uses your GPS. So a lot of it is zero one three zero, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, um, maybe I'll just record that one. <laughs> I think that's probably smart. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it with, unless my you know newborn, well, since yeah. My son's grown up since we've uh, since we've recorded last. He's now nearly six months old, which seems a little bit mental. That when we started recording, he was only a month old. But time does fly, as they say, as you're having fun. It so does. It does um, a bit. if he is having a sleepless night, he may want to, yeah, be rocked to sleep by the soothing sounds of my voice shouting at the TV. As Seattle concede another late late goal. Uh, it's an interesting game that Seattle Minnesota opening game because that was the last kind of game that. Minnesota played last season because they got they were they were two one up, weren't they? Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and um, then... casting our minds way back, they were winning with with uh, what was it? Only ten minutes or so was, to go. That's about fifteen Seattle, minutes. I think 15, it was, yeah, yeah. And Seattle flipped it on its head. That's right. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. So that's a nice. Um, the Minnesota will be wanting to. Yeah, be chomping at the bit for some they revenge. They will. Um, and um, then obviously the next few games, you've got a, you've got some interesting ties there. So you've got a, an all Canadian tie with. Another club who's had a rebrand, uh, Club de uh, Foot yes. Montreal. Yeah, with but no longer with Thierry Henry, right? He uh, yeah, resigned. yeah, he's so... he's no longer there. Um, I was yeah, never that, really that sure of um, never really sure of Henry as a coach. Um, it's a bit of an odd one for me. Obviously, amazing player and legend for Arsenal and all that sort of thing. But I just I don't know if it ever really because tri- sometimes there are those amazing players where they just never make good coaches. And maybe it's just not, you know, not developed enough in in his time. Yeah, I, He'll get another shot at it and, and all of that. But I just don't the, know. the jury's still out. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was linked quite heavily with that Bournemouth job, but he didn't he didn't take it. And then mm. when he resigned from the position in in at Montreal, he uh, cited being separated from his family, which obviously has got to be pretty tough. I think they were still in France. Or possibly in in London, I'm I'm not certain, but they weren't with him in Montreal, and that's a heck of a distance. It, it, they, it would COVID, be so. it would be tough, yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah. COVID would make it even more difficult. So, Mon- yeah, Montreal, course. Toronto is the opening. Yeah, that that kind of kicks off the Saturday, and mm. then Orlando play Atlanta. That that could be interesting. Uh, the one that I circled is uh, 4 p.m. Colorado time is LAFC against Austin. Yes, I've, uh, Austin I've also got new, a star next to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. New, new to the league this season, new franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't isn't Matthew McConaughey involved? Certainly in is. Yeah, is he the is he the head of the board or he's not really sure if he's one of the owners. Um, but yeah, he may right. just owners, sorry, he yeah. may have just kind of got around the boardroom table and gone. Mm. Yeah, 
I don't know about you, and possibly this is excellent. Um, uh, this is this could just be me. Yeah. Uh, but do you not get strong uh, Gondor vibes from the badge for Austin? It is FC. It, 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 it is it quite does Lord look a bit of the Gondorian. It, it, it yeah, yeah. It's like a shield with a with a very beautiful artistic tree on it. If that tree was white. They'd definitely be hearing from the Tolkien estate. So I didn't know if they had like, Lionsgate. If they had like a, you know, often they have a Latin phrase on a football club. It would just be. I don't see one. It's, it's a shame. It's a mixed mis trick. It should just be where were you were Gondorf when Gondorf <laughs> fell, but in Latin. Just yeah, or something that Sean Bean might say. Um, yeah, uh, bastard. That, that, I mean, any. <laughs> well, yes, that's yeah. to be wise. Most of the time. Uh, any Lord of the Rings reference, but I, mm. I had penciled that one. I mean, LAFC were one of the most exciting teams to watch the oh, yeah. uh, Do you know Palace Vea up, up top um, got in a bit of beef with Zlatan last season about how who was better than who but um, he's certainly put up big numbers last season for LAFC and, and that should be an interesting baptism of fire for Austin to uh, start their season off with. I, d- I do like um, LAFC just for the fact that whenever I watch them um, it's always entertaining because they often score beautiful goals but at the back mm-hmm. they are shoddy <laughs> they really are not drilled very well. And I don't know if it's a Bob Bradley thing. Um, I don't know if he's actually still there. Um, I assume he was. I haven't read anything that he, that he wasn't. But it, it kind of seems yeah. like a lot of the shape is kind of just drawn towards the Kevin Keegan Newcastle style of, oh, we'll just try and score one more just, than you. Just get another attacker in. Um, yeah, Bob Bradley is, is yeah. still there. Yeah. I, um, they. So one of the transfers that I highlighted is... Uh, one to look out for is uh, Kim Moon Hwan has joined. He's a South Korean uh, fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think he's played at centre-back. Possibly might be able to tighten up that, that leaky defence a bit. But they definitely are going that Newcastle route. Uh, from they the certainly Newcastle, need like, it. The 96 I mean, season Newcastle. Yeah, 95, 96 season. I mean, I think with a tight defence, they would be some threat. But they just never really were. They, they, they kind of did quite well in lots of games. Um, I would definitely suggest that they're one of the teams that if you're coming into MLS without really any any uh, team to follow or you're not sure mm. what what game you should watch from each weekend, LAFC, whoever they're playing, based off their last season performance, is definitely uh, one to keep an eye on because they would regularly run up a high scoring, uh, lots of four threes, three twos, definitely. three threes. I remember their like first, so um, first derby with, with LA. Galaxy, where they were, I think they were three one up or three two up or something, and then Zlatan yeah, came finished, on and it finished four yeah, three to the Galaxy. Four three, didn't it? Yeah, Zlatan scored a bananas volley and then a header to win ones. it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah, that, yeah, that was some game. That really good. Um, so, uh, other games to look out for. I mean, obviously, I have. So we didn't say this at the top of the program. Um, my my team, obviously, being here in Colorado, is is the Rapids, Colorado mm. Rapids. And uh, yours, you are a Seattle Sounders fan because of your Seattle um, ties with your family, and also you spent some time in in Washington. Yep. Um, Colorado start the weekend uh, or start MLS away to Dallas. Yes, uh, so get to see that sweet, sweet green and white kit, uh, which I'm pretty excited for. Definitely going to pick up one of those before the next home game. Um, they, Can you guys uh, go into stadiums? Be... By the way, can you guys go into stadiums? Uh, so. There will be some people in the crowd, I think, for the the home opener, which is not this this weekend. We're discussing the seventeenth. It's the following weekend, I think. You or the bastards! 26th, uh, that's so a, that's another thing. That, you know, if you get up and watch Sky and watch MLS, if you're in my country or you you know watching it on ESPN or 
Danzan or whatever it is over in the <laughs> States, you'll actually see a genuine football game with fans there rather than the trap, like rubbish that you'd see on the Premier League where they pipe in the noise. So hopefully you actually yeah, so- have like, you know, an actual atmosphere where you're watching MLS games, which is only a good thing because un- yeah, until the I'm end of the season, throw- it's just going to be awful over in the, the English leagues. Not wanting to put too much shade on Colorado's turnout, but uh, the stadium isn't often full. Um, but hopefully that that will change. Do you not think it's um, going to be the but... case where you've you've had people not been able to go to sports, so they're going to want to go to more things that are available? Yeah, I can see that being a factor for sure. And as discussed earlier, the Rapids are a lot more affordable yeah. sporting option. Yeah. Although right now the Nuggets and the Avalanche are both killing it as well. But um, Success breeds uh, success, though, right? Well, it sure does. And also, uh, Dick Sporting Goods Park, for all it lacks in uh, intimidating uh, <laughs> name, it makes up for. And there's not really a bad seat in the house, and uh, yeah. it, in the wet, in the sun, it can be pretty glorious. And today is uh, it's basically eighty degrees, which in Celsius is I don't know twenty odd. Sorry, I've assimilated. It's like there. early twenties. <laughs> It's very pleasant. Yeah, so yeah. if it's going to be this weather in a couple of weeks' time, and it would certainly be better than the home opener two years ago, which was in a sideways blitz. Yes, I remember so, you talking about that. Actually, <laughs> that yeah. was amazing. Fun game, but absolutely preposterously cold <laughs> uh, and terrible, terrible football conditions for sure. Was it... So I had that one I had that one starred to look out yeah, for as well. Yeah. Um, Nashville-Cincinnati is an interesting game. I'm going to get to Cincinnati a bit later on yes. uh, in the discussion. Here, I also had that both... starred because there were two new teams last year that never really did a lot. Um, Nashville kind well, of had this I mean, run last towards season the was end, a... but... Yeah, it was a yeah. bit of a washout. Last, last season was not a great season <laughs> to enter anything, really, was it? Yeah. Um, so I have some sympathy, but uh, that's two of the newer franchises facing off against each other. Mm. Um, that's closing out the set. Excuse me, the Saturday night, um, six thirty over here. So uh, that one could be interesting. And then another another game I have two kind of highlighted on the mm. on the Sunday, uh, Miami. Into Miami, David Beckham's into Miami. David Beckham and Phil Neville's into Miami. Uh, face off against uh, LAF, uh, LA Galaxy, yeah. excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, so that one could be an interesting one to watch. Uh, all I have written on my notes about Phil Neville is Phil Neville is the coach of Inter Miami. Discuss. Um, which <laughs> we can we'll do probably that get into in a little soon. bit. Yeah, that's going to yeah, be an interesting um, chat. Yeah, uh, that should be an interesting one. And obviously, Inter Miami were a new franchise for last season mm, as well mm-hmm. so yeah. that that's uh always interesting to keep an eye on those something that doesn't just doesn't happen in in english soccer right you never get or you rarely get a team put in at the top level that is just a brand new team uh with players that they basically take off other players through their mls expansion draft yeah. so they, they they take them from other clubs um yeah. and uh it, it does create a kind of interesting curveball obviously there's been a couple of things like that in England where um, MK Dons, whom I know are not super popular. Super popular, people. Jesus, man. Um, don't, don't, don't have a go at franchise FC. God, they, they are the, they're the word you don't say. They don't, sometimes teams on Twitter don't even refer to them as the name MK Dons. <laughs> so this, for me, is one of the biggest differences between yeah. English yeah. sports and American sports is American sports move franchises all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Rams moved to LA from St. Louis uh, two seasons ago 
Uh, this is American football we're talking mm. about. If you're not interested, you can just plug your ears for a second. <laughs> um, and then uh, they, prior to that, had already been in LA and were moved to St. Louis. Uh, so that that happens regularly. Mm. Um, th- that's the reason, for instance, the Arizona Cardinals football team play in Arizona, but the St. Louis Cardinals play baseball in St. Louis, uh, which is not in Arizona, This because these franchises move all the time. So uh, people here are not nearly so... Uh, I'm trying to think of a way, elitist, I suppose, mm. um, or snooty might be perhaps an, uh, about franchises kind of popping up out of the ground. Um, the Rapids are one of the founding MLS teams, and they have existed since 1996 in MLS. Mm. So, uh, you know, we're not talking about the same storied histories of like Preston North End being the yeah. oldest club. In I think, I, I think when you, if you try and compare and, and go like, oh, well, it's not like English soccer football it's it's therefore it's shit I, I i think some people are of that mind because they've only ever been kind of brought up with that i mean i i'm not a massive american football fan i don't really profess to have any other real i, I don't mind watching ice hockey but you know i'm not really massive on on other sports in the u.s but because i have watched mls for a long time i actually think it's more of a i just treat it like a completely not a different game but I don't try and compare it with English leagues the same. I think that's one of the things that if you are new to the league, you want to try and do that. You just kind of take it as its own. Um, and I, one of the things that, that I read recently, I don't know if you, you saw this too, you may have done. There was a piece in The Athletic um, by a couple of writers where it was about the one season where Hawaii had a franchise, Team Hawaii, in 1997. Uh, sorry, na- ni- nineteen seventy-seven. Should I say in the late seventies? Definitely got to go check oh, man. that out. Honestly, that sounds really it interesting. Such, it's such a good read. It will take you probably around twenty minutes to read it. But there's a couple, a couple writers. Um, they is there's Matt uh, Pence, I think it is, who do, usually covers like the Seattle games. Um, and then there's also um, Pablo Inglerius Mora. I think he you pronounce his name. Uh, both of them are staff writers for the athletic, anyway, and they, they yeah they did this in depth piece where they they interviewed people who played, just a lot of journeymen, five of them from West Ham, just kind of yeah we just want the high life basically, um, and they were playing in a stadium where um, it was literally so hot like on the false grass like the astroturf that it would melt the soles of the boots after each game. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, Holy cow! But yeah, that that's a, if you uh, if you subscribe to the athletic, which you may do the. You know the plushy connoisseurs amongst you of, of sport. You may you may have the uh, monthly subscription to the Athletic. That is certainly a read that I would suggest. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah, I put it. I've, I've bookmarked it. I found it. Yeah, I, I am one of those hipsters that mm. reads the Athletic. Honestly, um, it's, it's it'll be the best thing you read this year. Honestly, it's really good. All right. Well, that's all right. That's a high bar. Well, sporting wise. Uh, anyway. Sporting wise, obviously. Okay. Um, well, I mean, even then, I read a lot about <laughs> sport. So. Uh, high praise. So, obviously, uh, there's anyway. a couple of other games I think we missed. There's New York Red Bulls sporting Kansas City. Oh, yeah, that's on the Saturday. Yeah, that looks and quite interesting. And then the Chicago Fire versus uh, the Revs, the New England Revolution. They play also. Yeah. Um, and then that... I also highlighted Columbus, Philadelphia, because yeah. Columbus being the defending champ. Yeah, that was that's, the, that's the penultimate game of the weekend. Um, obviously, the crew won. Um, the MLS Cup last year, so they will be the team to beat for a lot of people, I think. Um, they kind of weren't 
I don't know. They weren't. There's no like glorious stars in there necessarily, but some very very good players and kind of understated. I think they just kind of went under the radar and for the crew. Yeah. Yeah, well, so leading us in quite nicely to transfers, Bradley Wright Phillips has, uh, he was at LAFC last mm. season, but he has joined Columbus. Yeah, that I just pulled up his stats because that was, there may be, oh, sorry. No, no, that was, um, that was an interesting one because he was at LAFC previous and before that he was at the Red Bulls, I want to say. Um, but he's yeah, got, he, an, was at he Red has Bulls. got, a, I know you're going to talk about his record, but his, his scoring record is superb. Yeah, it's so 214 games, mostly for uh, the New York yeah. Rebels, but he got, I think, 18 games last season for LAFC. Mm. 116 yeah. goals. Um, and English fans may remember from a time long since past when he was playing in, in kind of the lower tiers. Played for in Charlton, I believe. Yeah, among others, I think he had quite a few, sort of a journeyman career, mm. came over to New York Rebels. I think similar time frame wise to Beckham, but with a lot less fanfare. But to be honest, he he's been one of the best ever imports to MLS. Yeah. I mean, that record is that's a goal that's better than a goal every game, every other game. I think the only one to um, really better it in terms of goals per game is Joseph Martinez from yeah uh, Atlanta. But it's a much smaller sample. But size, yeah, he's but got yeah. like I think there's eighty games he's played. He scored something like seventy odd goals, which is just unreal. But he didn't play at all last yeah. year. Um, that that may no, be something no, so I get to is, later uh, on. on my list. Yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. <laughs> my, my, yeah. my list also. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those are the opening games. For me, the two that I really highlighted was the Columbus, just to see how they begin their defense of the title, and the LAFC Austin for the uh, new boys against the high-scoring, freewheeling LAFC. And there was one more game um, as well. Uh, Vancouver versus Portland. That oh, was yes, on the Monday, right. I believe. Uh, to close out the week. Yeah, that was... No, it's still well, it's Monday, Monday for, for me, you, yeah. definitely. But when I've looked at it, uh, it's Sunday still night. Sunday night. So those those are the opening fixtures. So obviously, a lot more teams this year. Um, twenty seven, I want to say, is that right? With expansion coming next year, the year after, and the year after that. Um, yeah, and there, there was so there will be this season. The the there was a bit of a debate as to when it would start. Mm-hmm. We're starting obviously on the weekend of the the seventeenth, I guess the day yeah. before the sixteenth. Um, but there's so there's going to be seventeen home and seventeen away games yep. for every team. Yep. Um, so uh, thirty four game season, mm. um, which should be. I mean, do do we want to do something really stupid and make a prediction for who's going to win? Um, right <laughs> what, do now, we, do before, we do yeah, a four of balls? Even do kicked. we choose a do we choose an eastern and, and a western for the final? Is is that probably better? Yeah, that, that's probably a, a good shout. Um, well, I, Atlanta probably a, a reasonable nod. Columbus might might reprise. There's a few teams. I think Orlando City are an uh, interesting team to think about. Also, yeah. Barnsley have one of their players on loan now. They will not want to I, give I'm him not back. Sure they won't. He's been excellent. I'm not sure if it's Dyke or DK. DK. I think it, I believe um, it's pronounced. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, he has been tearing it up. I did love, by the way, I did love that when he arrived, the people, um, not necessarily Barnsley fans. I mean, I, I, I know a couple of Barnsley fans, but um, the, the the mood was was very uh, so what you know, underwhelming is, yeah. is probably the word. And they they are very potentially if they keep their run up. Potentially going to be in the Premier League next year. I hope they do. To be honest, Yorkshire needs some representation in. Up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, 
I remember back in the nineties when Barnsley were in the the, the Premier League ninety seven. Yeah, was that Dan, Danny, Danny Wilson? Wilson was, was coach. Wilson yeah, he got coach. promoted twice. Neil Redfern. Mm. Yeah, there was. Um, trying to remember who else was there. I remember they got absolutely tonked seven nil at United one year when they went down. But this, I'm sure they were in a couple of seasons in the Premier League around that time. I think they only. I think they only had one. Um, I can't remember, but I am playing a football manager game as Barnsley <laughs> as we well not not literally as we speak, but uh, I have one on yeah. the go. <laughs> So yeah, well, D- um, they're they're fifth in the I championship mean, right now. Anyway, DK has been. I think he scored um, nine goals. Yeah, well, he's only played about fifteen games. So he's uh, he, yeah, because he only arrived there in January, didn't he? So yeah, um, yeah, and I think he took a little bit of time to get but into it, it, the, the. I team. believe it's a loan, though. Yes, it is. Yeah, so he at the moment is slated to come back to Orlando at the end of the season. Mm. Um, and I'm reading on MLS.com, soccer.com that they are uh, Orlando wouldn't sell him for less than twenty million dollars, <laughs> which um, Bouncy so... would probably pay if they got the Premier. It would be a it would be I a mean, loss he's to been the that league. Good, so... It would be a loss to the league if he went to to the Premier League, but it would also be a big statement as to say, like you know, look at this talent that MLS is producing and can do it over in for the other shores. Yeah, and there's been quite a lot of players leaving academies, especially Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so Weston McKenney obviously has kind of yep. exploded into the in in uh, for Juventus this season, and he he was was he at Schalke prior to that? Was that? Uh, I think um, played in the German league. I think he got busted for a, an illegal uh, party the other day with a couple other um, Juventus players. So he's 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 living the high life. <laughs> well, I don't think he'll be the only one who was there. He, he's an FC, FC Dallas uh, yeah. player or trainee, I think, and there were a few others who've been picked up. Um, Serginio Dest has broken through a Barcelona this year after transferring from uh, what's it, Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few MLS-ish prospects, although I don't know that um, Dest was actually an MLS player ever, but um, some Americans breaking through, and I think a lot of European uh, big clubs are looking to MLS for kind of untapped talent, which is kind of a, a drum mm. I've been beating for a few seasons, and I feel like you have as well. Um, there's Same some here. value in this league. So, if we go to transfers then. Yeah. Uh, so, where did you want to start? Well, so the thing I wanted to highlight was something that has been kind of a trend in MLS for the last few seasons for quite a lot of the teams and that is looking to South America for mm. for players to bring in. So there were three that I in particular that I highlighted. Uh starting with FC Dallas, they signed a, a Colombian winger named uh so uh listeners should know that my your Hispanic pronunciation. I, yeah, I was gonna say my, my like good. yeah it's I, I would I would go so far as to say it is dreadful or even perhaps abysmal. So uh apologies. <laughs> Jader O'Brien, O'Brien, O'Brien. Okay. I'm not sure. It could be any of those or none. I apologize. He is a 25-year-old Colombian winger uh, at his previous club, which I have written here and will absolutely butcher for you now. Aguias Doradas, I think. Is this could be wrong? Uh, where in South he, America is this? So this is in the Colombian league. Oh, okay. Um, and he played two seasons there. 61 games, 24 goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm imagining he's sort of an inside forward type. Yeah. Um, to Dallas, 
FC or FC Dallas, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he, he could set the league on fire a little bit. Uh, Thomas Pochettino, who I assume is no relation to that Pochettino. I think he is, wrong. isn't he? Oh, well, I'm maybe sure, he is. I'm sure I've had him. I wrote he no relation, was in, but that was he in wrong. the Argentinian league? Yes. Yes, because he is, Pochettino is Argentinian. Um, and he, he, is, uh, he was the guy who Michael Owen dived over uh, for the penalty um, ah. in, uh, in uh, 98. No, that can't possibly be right. Oh, no, the 2002 one, sorry. When Beckham scored against Argentina in 2002, um, Pochettino gave that penalty away. That can't be this Pochettino because he's only 25. No, 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 the manager... Pochettino. Oh, okay. So, it's, right. it's, so I don't okay. know if it's his, if it's some, it is some kind of relation. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's, it's been muted um, on Twitter. I've seen a couple of people mention him. Um, but he's where? Where's he going? He's he's off to Austin. Right. Um, he's uh, he got 44 appearances in the Argentinian top flight. He's 25. Mm. He's a central midfielder. So he he's probably going to be a pretty important fixture for them. And then this, the last one that I wrote. Aside from Bradley Wright Phillips, who I already mentioned, although I think that's a shrewd pickup by Columbus because he knows certainly and it's going to reduce the pressure on Zardes. Well, him and Zardes up front is also uh, yeah, interesting. It's a, it's a tasty, proven MLS <laughs> yeah. uh, strike partnership right there. Certainly. But that, so the, the last one I highlighted is a Brazilian from Sao Paulo, uh, the name of Brenner, who's gone to FC Cincinnati. Now, he's 21. He scored... 13 goals in 32 appearances for Sao Paulo. But the main reason I think he's going to be interesting, and this is going to bleed into something that we're going to talk about later, and Mm. possibly you had this on your list too, but Cincinnati only scored 12 goals last season. Yeah, it was very poor, wasn't it? 12. Mm -hmm. I I had to double check. I read it and then was like, no, that can't possibly be good. Nope, that was correct. 12 goals in the league last season. Yeah. And they played 23 games. (laughs) So, yeah. Holy smoke! It can only go up from there. But the pressure's on on Brenner, that young man, to to bang in a few. I always have an affinity for Brazilians from Sao Paulo. Uh, shout out to Juninho here. I think obviously for, for your middles, Middlesbrough um, fans over there. Middlesbrough connections for all two of us other Middlesbrough fans out there. Um, so I'm hoping that he takes to the league quite well. But there's quite a lot of pressure there, surely. Because mm. holy smoke! Um, and that goes along with um, Luciano Acosta, who. Uh, Fans of the league will know has been a DC United fixture for a long time. He's played 126 appearances for DC, scored 24 goals and got another 28 assists. So he's proven in this league. But the pressure's on both those two guys to do something about that. I mean, mm. I guess it's a low bar to clear, but holy smoke, if they don't, that that's going to be that's going to be bad news. So those two guys got their work cut out for him. I think it's going to be very interesting to follow. I kind of want to keep a running uh, Cincinnati goal count going mm. with each podcast just to check. So those are the ones that I thought were interesting. Um, what what did you have? I had a couple. Um, I kind of focused on one club and I'll kind of okay. focus. It, it's not Seattle, by the way. Um, <laughs> it isn't Seattle before anyone goes, well, he's a Seattle fan. He's going to focus on that. No, because they didn't really make any, any signings. <laughs> yeah, the Rapids didn't make a great deal either. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I thought was quite interesting because you picked up on the uh, Bradley Wright Phillips move um, mm-hmm. to to Columbus Crew. They also picked up Kevin Molina. Yes, that's um, true from uh, Minnesota United, and that's going to be an interesting one because I thought he was kind of crucial to the way they played. Um, the uh, the way that 
they they got to the semi final kind of they went under the radar a lot as well I think but they played quite exciting football and and he was did, yeah. he was somebody who could finish as well he was like a a goal scorer who could actually find the back of the net yeah well, he was uh, nominated for the comeback player of the year mm. award which is actually an award I wish they'd adopt in the Premier League. Um, but he, he scored 21 goals over 67 games for mm. three seasons of Minnesota. And he was at Orlando before so that. Like one so he's three. Never... Um, it's yeah, a decent not, record. Not... Yeah. O- overall, his MLS record is, is pretty good. Mm. Um, looks like uh, about 180 appearances and about 60 goals. So it's not too shabby. Um, and along with Zardes and Wright Phillips together, the three of those is quite an interesting front line. How you make it work is probably an interesting question. But, um, yeah, it depends if, uh, if if they play two up front, but they often don't. They often play the, the, the striker with the inside and right forward. Well, and Zardes is, has a tendency to start as a winger, mm. or more of a winger and then drifted centrally. So you've always got that option as well. And then Bradley Wright Phillips through the centre. Mm. It's going to be an interesting... Uh, forward line to complement yeah. their uh, championship. Yeah, that was so, an interesting uh, one. Be interesting. Um, I did pick up for for English fans among us. Um, Ryan Shawcross. Oh yes, uh, has gone to Inter Miami. I presume that's the English link with uh, Phil Neville. Um, well, yeah, this is more of a throwback to to how perhaps most English people see MLS as a retirement, as being a retirement yes. league. Um, Ryan Shawcross. Uh, Stoke, long-time Stoke City defender, wasn't it? Man United trainee also, yeah, uh, yeah, way yeah. back, um, has has joined the Phil Neville revolution of Inter Miami. Mm. So that that certainly is one to keep an eye on. I remember reading it on their website as the announcement and feeling rather underwhelmed. A little sick. As, well, <laughs> it's like, ugh, really. I, I don't necessarily have a particular problem with. Uh, Ryan Shawcross, he broke. Was he the player who broke Aaron Ramsey's leg? It was. was that was that him? It was under, uh, under It wasn't Pulis intentional, is, but it Pulis was. A, it was a terrible tackle, mm. but it wasn't intentional. The the thing that was harder to take was the Stoke fans booing Aaron Ramsey for having the temerity to have, <laughs> I guess, fragile bones. I'm not really sure what the booing. Is I think in it, it was. An it was a fairly uh, sizable tackle. I think it had broke. It, it was a robust people. challenge, but I, I don't think it was badly mm. like. Uh, intended he's i mean no player or apart from roy Keane, ever really <laughs> intends to go in with the actual intention to shatter someone's femur um yeah. but uh yeah it, it it's more of a it's hard to sell that as a glamour signing if you've got a lot of context mm. but he is an enormously experienced defender um and uh i always thought he probably should have got at least one or two england caps in there certainly and he never did i looked so, the other team i looked at was uh atlanta United, mm. they've splashed the cash a little bit in comparison okay. to other other teams. Um, they've raided uh, Olympia, River Plate, and Argentinos Juniors uh, to get okay. uh, Sosa, Lopez, and Ibarra. So they've also tapped right. into that South American market, South American. which mm. they often have done, and they've done very, very, very successfully with Joseph Martinez. Who are, well, and uh, Miguel Almiron Miguel as well. who's now at Newcastle. Uh, um, moved to Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, also, there was uh, the other Martinez, uh, who's now left um, Atlanta United. Uh, he's uh, gone abroad. I've forgotten where he went. He's gone somewhere in the Middle East. Um, big books, tax-free, all of that sort of stuff, I'm sure. He's a big draw for some of those people. Decision. I was always gutted when um, Sebastian Giovinco did that and went to go and play in the Saudi League. 
um, for massive books at Al Halal, and I just thought at 26, 27 at the time, what a waste of a player who just lit up the MLS and just I just he was uh, he was he was he was special and he could have done it over here, no doubt. He could have, or he could have kept doing it over here. Yes. He was certainly doing very he was well. Certainly, but, he mean, was he was most valuable player, I think, the season. Uh, 2016, I want to say, 17 maybe. Maybe it was the season after that. But he was a very, very impressive. Um, and then there was one more that I was going to look at. Um, and I'm not 100% sure of the current state of this. It was, uh, it was around Seattle Sounders, but it was one player in particular. Because he transferred to Swansea and then got a, a season-ending injury. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris. I was disappointed for him. Um, I was excited when I heard about the fact that he was going to be playing in the English leagues, well, Welsh league, British league. Um, and then it all kind of just went a little bit wrong, didn't it? Um, yeah, uh, it's his second uh, ACL injury. I yeah, he was, uh, out, he was out for a year for um, Seattle a couple of seasons ago and it took him a while to get back into the swing of things. Um, but but it's, it was a loan transfer anyway and I know he's come back to Seattle since then, um, presumably because he's still actually a Seattle player and he'd prefer to have his treatment with the medical staff that he knows better. Um, but that, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Uh, Joao, yeah. Joao Paulo, um, who was in the middle for, for Seattle, has also gone. He's gone to Batafogo. So that's, that was a loan deal. I don't know if they then are going to sign him permanently. I know that was muted. It may have happened. Um, but it may have originally been like a loan until the end of 2020. And I think they had an option to buy him. Whether they've exercised that, I don't know. I think they have. Um, but they've also signed Seattle. This is the last one. Um, Freddie Montero, who have had okay. two different spells at the club 10 years ago, went to play for Sporting Lisbon. And Didn't he also pop back up at... Did he go to Minnesota? Or am I misremembering? He went to Vancouver last season. Vancouver. Um, and he didn't do an awful lot there, I must say, except score against the Sounders. <laughs> so they've, been, they've, they've signed him too. So they haven't spent. Did he celebrate that? No, the he question. didn't. He grabbed the ball and ran to the middle of the field again because uh, they were two, two or three one down at the time. So I'm not sure it was an important goal. But the, I'm not sure where I got that uh, <laughs> that's, that Minnesota connection from. Sorry, yeah, you're totally right. He was at Whitecaps. Yeah, um, he, he kind of went all over in South America again, and um, and then he did, did did bits in Portugal for a lot of time. But yeah, um, he's sporting. He's yeah, sporting uh, Lisboa. So he's he's back at he's back in a Seattle shirt, which should be interesting. That will be interesting. I, I wanted uh, you've done it, so I don't feel quite so bad doing it now. Uh, the Rapids didn't really make too many uh, big signings. Um, they did pick up uh, Michael Barrios from uh, who's at FC Dallas, mm-hmm. twenty nine Colombian forward. Um, but most of the, the the more exciting thing for me as a Rapids fan is there's a lot of youth talent being brought through. So That's the way to go. Sam Vines, Sam Vines has had a couple of really good seasons. He broke into the U.S. men's national team. He was in the Olympic squad, although it's probably not such a good thing to big that up as he didn't make it to the, <laughs> the Olympics through the qualifiers. But he's from Colorado Springs. Um, then there's uh, Darren Yappy has been signed. He's a homegrown talent from Denver. Um, he's a 16-year-old forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a Yaya Toure, not that one. Um, <laughs> not that one. Uh, 16 years old and is a homegrown talent, although he, he uh, his nationality is listed as Ghanaian rather than uh, yeah. you know from the United States. Sure. Um, Shinya Shiki is 
uh, DU graduate, so he went to to college. Yeah, he was doing well last season, wasn't he? He's great. He was very good. He's an absolute pest. He's very, very Um, fast. It would be. He's uh, a Jamie. He's he's almost like a Jamie Vardy esque kind of player. I would say. Yeah, he's just he's just annoying to have to deal with. Mm. Um, uh, there's a couple others too. Oliver Laraz is 19. He's a, another Denver uh, kid. Matt Hundley is 20 and is a, is from Littleton. Um, and uh, Courtney Ford is a little older. He's been injured for quite some time, but he is supposed to be making his way back for the team. He's from Greeley. Um, so there's quite a lot of players. Cole Bassett is another. Um, there's quite a few players to kind of throw yourself behind who are local, which I'm pretty excited mm. about. Um, as to whether or not they'll get much game time or if they're going to uh, make the step up from kind of those younger levels is going to be remain remains to be seen, of course. But uh, I'm excited for for that. Uh, although I would have would have enjoyed maybe one or two signings as well, obviously. But we'll see. Uh, the The way the Rapids are shaping up, I'm pretty excited for this season. But we will see. We shall see. Um, yeah. I think the last couple of things we had was going to have a quick chat about shirts we'd mentioned, and then we were just going to talk about like five things we wanted to to discuss. Yeah, um, I've I've brought a couple of the things up that I was going to mention. Mm. Um, that sensational Cincinnati stat. Yeah, sure. man. But uh, unreal. Uh, so, would you like to close out with jerseys? Mm. Um, yeah. So maybe the things. So the things that I highlighted as as things to kind of watch. Um, Joseph Martinez is back. Well, he he for... was also one of mine. So you go ahead and I'll add yeah. to that. Well, I mean, we'll both we'll, we can both wax a bit lyrical because mm. he he was special. I I watched him play. I've mentioned this game on the pod before, but he played against the Rapids in part of that Atlanta team with uh, Almiron. And That's when they, they won, won, the, just... uh, won the MLS Cup. Oh, yeah, they? they were sensational. Yeah. But they came to the Rapids, who were at the time in a pretty low air. <laughs> it was 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It was so hot. And they were 3-0 up inside 20 yeah. minutes. And then the Rapids just became cones at that point for them. And they were just kind of just doing... It was just a it was like that sequence in the it? Simpsons... You know, then stop, when they go stop. to the soccer game in the Simpsons and they just pass that triangle, yeah. center passes back to left, back to right. <laughs> it was like that, except that we were like mobile cones for them. He was he was so good. His movement is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping that his ACL injury has not slowed him really, down. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing, isn't it? So we shall have to see. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Um and I, the, the, the snobbery around MLS kind of does annoy me a little bit sometimes because um, I've shown people, like, look at this guy's scoring record. Look at the way he takes penalties. It wasn't Bruno Fernandes that did that first. It was Joseph Martinez did that. You know, when he does that run-up with the penalties, hop, skip and a jump, and then just, the hop, skip, yeah. just does it the other side. I don't remember him ever missing a penalty. He probably has done, but whenever I've watched him, he's never missed one. Um, he broke the MLS record um, in that season where they won MLS Cup, which I think was seventeen uh, eighteen, um, and then obviously for eighteen nineteen, he also had an excellent record. At the start of last season, the opening game, I believe, um, he got yeah, the, it was the first the, game. the crucial ligament um, and was out for up to nine months at the time. But I think yeah. the way that because um, it's Gabriel Heinz who's now the manager there. Yeah, which is also I read that and was like, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> that Gabriel he kind of fifty seven varieties, that's right. And so on. He 
it, from what I've, I hated him when he was at Manchester. He was the right shit house. Oh my god, so. I hated him so. Much. He was such a shit house. But I just remember being at, at university with you and Dane and Ben and listening to like just bickering about Arsenal and Man United and him just being an absolute shit yeah, house. So uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm imagining him as the kind of coach in the Mourinho model mm-hmm. where he might be poking people in the eye, but perhaps perhaps he's actually very thoughtful and uh, from what I've measured. Interestingly, but... from what I've read, I mean, I, I don't like the kind of fanboy stuff around Bielsa although Leeds United play some very good football they are awfully open at the back how, um, how much did it hurt you to just say that Luke? yeah how much did that just I've, hurt? I've got a knife um between my shoulder blades <laughs> and just digging it straight in but apparently um Heinz's um coaching methods are very comparable oh, so to the way that Bielsa, Bielsa likes right. to play so that would be interesting to see how somebody from an, an ACL injury comes back and he's Given double sessions every day, press. And just press, press, yeah, press. press, press, press didn't, they didn't yeah. do that. The, the way that, obviously, against against teams that maybe uh, fell fell at the first hurdle, as in when you watched them at uh, at, at Colorado, they they did oh, like to I pass mean, we the were, ball. We about, were they, they, they're very good at counter attacking. The ball in behind yeah. is, is where he's strongest because you just don't get it. He he was always the one that, that nicked it before the keeper and then t- slotted it in. So I really hope this this recovery goes well. I'll be absolutely gutted yeah. for him if if there's a setback or, God forbid, it snaps again. And yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no, no, of course not. I'm just looking at his stats, by mm. the way. Um, MLS games, he's played seventy two games, and then seventy three over three seasons. Yeah, yeah. So that those three seasons, his first season, twenty one games, nineteen goals. Second season, 2018, was 39 games, 35 Disgraceful. goals. And 2019 season was 32 games, 28 He's goals. He's just an absolute He joke. also got nine assists in that time. He's so an absolute joke. The man is lethal. Yeah. Um, so I, I really hope that he is back on his feet. Um, the second thing that I had to talk about, and this one won't kick in until um, the middle of the season, or at least July, which I guess won't be the middle this time, but will be kind of yeah. the, after the first third. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wood, yes. the uh, US yeah, national team striker, is too, joining, yeah. joining the... Uh, Real Salt the, Lake. Yeah, I was trying to think of a civil way of pronouncing it. I should have just gone for their name. Um, obviously, huge rivals with the Rapids. Mm. Um, he's he's joined them. He won't be coming straight away, but I'm interested to see. He's still only 28, and, um, you know, the, the World Cup in Qatar in 2022 is, is coming up and it'll be in the, the, the winter of that as well. So you would have thought it gets some form towards the back end of 2021, start the 2022 yeah. season, hopefully on fire for him and national team recall and all that show some, uh, show some good form. Yeah, so I mean, I, it's hard to get excited about RSL's prospects because I don't want them to do well no, because they're naturally. rivals with, with my team. But um, from an uh, American men's team mm. perspective, it, it's exciting that he's here in, in the uh, MLS and uh, he he has goal-scoring form. So uh, hopefully he doesn't find it when he plays the Rapids in the Rocky Mountain Cup. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think that's going to be one to keep an eye on. Certainly. The third thing I had to discuss, I've already mentioned, but I just want to say it again because it is just blowing my mind that Cincinnati only scored 12 goals in the regular season. They've made a couple big moves to try and counter that. Um, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. 
I, I do think Luciano Acosta is a is a good way to go to fix mm. that. He he's been proven in the league. Um so that is something that I am interested to look out for. Um okay, let's approach the uh, Phil Neville shaped elephant. Yeah, that room. was that was one of mine also. So <laughs> I think we kind of had a very similar list to be honest, but yeah, well, so I mean, I have one more item after mm. this. Um, but yeah, Phil Neville is the coach of Inter Miami. Discuss. Having <laughs> covered, yeah, discuss. Covered himself in not glory, but not total disgrace as a coach of the England women's mm, team. I have something to say. Um, okay, yeah, and I'd be interested to hear it. Uh, I'm not going to come out here and pretend to you like I am the world's. Uh, most knowledgeable source of, of information about women's soccer at an international Me neither. Level. I know I'm people trying, who are, though. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to follow along with it a lot more. Uh, and obviously, the, the Champions League, Women's Champions League in, in mm. Europe has been very exciting. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that this is going to hurt to say out loud, but I'm hoping that Chelsea might go on to well, win you it. We kind of want an English club to win it. But, I mean, Man City were, were tonked by Barca as, as far as I can see. It's true. But... I yeah. think they kind of showed some yeah. fight in that second leg, but I don't think it but, was. Uh, I don't think they were. They were all there. Um, by all accounts, it doesn't really seem like Neville was particularly popular. And no. from the press conferences that I saw, he often made out like there was some huge media conspiracy against him. And I mean, I now know that we are on media talking about how he's not that great. So I guess we're proving. Uh, I don't think true. it was anything. But, uh, from what I know, I mean. Some of the obviously some of the writing I do and, and everything else that there's a couple of people that know women's football far better than I do, um, and I don't think they ever were really convinced that Neville understood the women's women's game. Um, yeah. I think I well, think that was it, the, the overall kind of feel of it. I I, I think that um, they felt like he was a kind of a, a, a choice to try and grow the game because oh well it's Phil Neville. Going to yeah, it was a name yeah. rather than a, a talented, and I think, or like a provenly talented coach. And I, I think that that happens in the men's game quite frequently. Yeah, right? you get players who become coaches, mm. but they have at least been part of that game. Whereas Phil Neville obviously has never played. With I think him. it was a, I think it was a very bad choice um, at the time. It, it didn't seem like it, it worked out particularly no. well. I know that England had a few wins under him that were. Um, not bad mm. and uh, so I don't want to completely tarnish the man's legacy but I don't uh, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me based on his record that he's come in as this coach but it will be interesting to see how much gas there is in this explosion um, <laughs> so I'm excited to keep an eye on it uh, Miami uh, into Miami didn't really do didn't really pull up trees last season no but they have some interesting players though, I'm sure they've signed Higuain which Yes, um, could be an interesting proposition in that league. Um, well, and his Higuain's brother is also there. Yes, I they play um, the same team so, now, so that's that's an yes. interesting tidbit of knowledge. There's I guess. also Blaze Blaze Matidi is yes. there. Uh, Ryan Shawcross, mm-hmm. obviously, we discussed earlier. Um, there are Break Breck Shea is there. Uh, yeah, he he's mullet yeah. and three quarter length. They've got short. a Brazilian um, uh, defensive midfielder called Gregore. I think you pronounce it. Um, they've spent some money on him, about three point two seven million, I understand. Um, from EC Bahia, I pre- believe it's pronounced. Um, 
so I mean, we will we'll see about that. And they've also recruited a couple of other people notable that I know of. Uh, Jervin Jones was at Seattle, was without a club, um, and into Miami have signed him as well. So obviously he knows the league. There's, you've got a nice mix there of of kind of people who are coming up from maybe the you know NASL, I believe it's called the the league underneath. Yeah, and then you've got you know, some foreign imports as well as some people who. Have actually played in MLS before, so yeah, it does seem to be a roster assembled a little bit by sort filling in random names. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they get on under Phil Neville's leadership. Uh, shout out to Inter Miami's Cresta, which has two looks like uh, storks on there, or uh, yeah, it's some kind very of very tasteful like that, pink, yeah. white, and black. So uh, stadium, stadium style, lovely. Like I will say their stadium looks very good. The, 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 that's the one thing I like about the the franchise is that you you kind of get gleaming new. You know, there's money behind yeah. it. There's grand new, spanking new facilities. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. So it's always good to see. And and obviously Beckham's always been a hero of mine. So I'd like to see them do well. I, I wouldn't want it to be a massive failure, but I also wouldn't necessarily. I'd be a bit skeptical with Phil Neville in charge. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he's bringing to the the party. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from his his name, um, so one to keep an eye on there. The last point that I had to mm-hmm. discuss was um, Chicharito, uh, Javier Hernandez yeah. over at LA Galaxy. He didn't have a particularly strong season last Still season. Still scored against the Sounders, though. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> he didn't I, score in a lot of games. I will give you that. Um. I, I'm trying to pull up his stats real quick. I know that obviously he is a hugely popular player in in Mexico. He's he's 32. Mm. He's got a pretty strong goal scoring record. Um, well, wherever you know, through, he's been, to be honest, pretty much, yeah. So he, you know, not not criticizing the player at all, but it didn't work out particularly well for him last season. 12 games, two goals. Mm. One of which came against the Sounders. Um, I think one of the so, things with him was he didn't play MLS's back tournament. Um, there was a few yes. players that didn't, and a lot of it mm-hmm. was to do with personal situations. Like uh, Carlos Vela didn't, and that was because his wife was about to give birth, so he, he couldn't be in the bubble and then have to leave and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, no, it's, kind, it's kind of a weird situation in a lot of respects, but his, his goal scoring record is usually a lot better than that. Um, I think he was out of form and. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's still at LAFC, isn't he? I believe. Um, uh, LA Galaxy. LA, LA Galaxy, FC, sorry. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and his record in, you know, Guadalajara, he scored 26 goals in 64 mm. appearances. United, he scored 37 in 103. Real Madrid, he got 7 in 23. So, uh, whilst not exactly being amazingly prolific, he does score goals. His Mexico, his record for the Mexican national team is is far better. Fifty two games, uh, fifty two mm. goals in one hundred and nine games. So he he is he is. I don't want to say lethal because that's where I'm putting Martinez if he's back fit. But yeah. he is certainly a competent goal scorer. And if they can click get get that clicking and get that to work, um, he uh, he will be a force to be reckoned with. And obviously, also MLS is always looking at how to increase attendances and big name players are one way to do that. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but Tim Howard joined the Rapids a few years ago. Mm. Um, definitely kind of on the way down in his career, but like the booms, the biggest games were the ones around his signing because people just didn't recognize the name. They recognized him from his performance for the U S men's national team. And they, uh, they wanted to come out and, and check him out for, because of that. So it does make a big difference here. And, uh, 
obviously he's probably putting a few bums in seats uh, uh, in LA. Hopefully it goes a little better for him. Uh, I, I hope he scores against the Sounders again, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. No. Um, yeah, the last one thing was there was a couple. Uh, we're going to sign off with some sh- uh, just a quick shirt chat. Um, you were waxing lyrical about the uh, new away rapid yeah. shirt, I believe. It's the away jersey. I do have to. I, I need thirty seconds or so to mm-hmm. discuss. So start the clock. Uh, it's a <laughs> very very lovely white jersey with green trim, but on the shoulders is a topographic map of. The 14ers, which is the mountains in in Colorado that are 14,000 feet or above. So on the shoulders is a is a map that you can see the height elevation gain. Obviously, the Rapid Stadium is one of the higher ones. Uh, it, mm. Certainly in MLS, but also in the world, I think we're over a mile high. I've definitely seen some some opposition players throw up on the field because of the running around at altitude. It's pretty funny when it happens. It's pretty miserable when you are running up here. Um, but that jersey is is beautiful. I'm slightly frustrated it's an away jersey, but I like. I'm sure they'll play. Too. I'm sure they'll um, play. I'm sure else. they will too, and it's lovely. So I'm excited to to get me one. Um, uh, MLS... your, your home colour still shit brown. Uh, we prefer the term burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> burgundy and blue. If you've um, ever seen the film Accepted, um, the movie Accepted, they they were the South <laughs> Harmon Institute of Technology, and their their colours were shit brown. That's what it stood for. So I I associate um, the Colorado. Home jersey with that. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> the Sounders jersey is a repulsive shade of green, as it always is. Well, so, I, I um... do, I do love the Sounders shirt. Not the one that I was going to talk about this year. The the away jersey uh, for Seattle is fairly horrific. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I have. Uh, is it this blue? No, it's number? it's it's, uh, it's the Jimi Hendrix shirt. They're calling it. Um, oh God! Just picture, picture, if you will. Just close your eyes. An Adidas shirt. I mean, Adidas shirts mm-hmm. are never usually the best, but... Well, I think the whole league's jerseys are... Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. You uh, go on. It's Sorry. Just, yeah, so it's 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 a dark kind of... If you've, if you've ever watched Father Ted, <laughs> when you say <laughs> it's not black, it's just very, 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 very dark blue. And I would go with that, and it's kind of swirly, kind of like this weird purple haze... With mm, then light, it looks kind of like tie dyed, with like lighter purple around it. It almost looks like yeah, the, the tie dyed effects. But then the badge and the Adidas um, logo and the M and MLS logo on the on the side are bright yellow. Um, so and then the Adidas stripes on the top are bright orange. So I mean, I don't know if Stevie Wonder picked the shirt or it was just somebody who was really really trying to get contrasting colours to clash but it is fairly horrific I will say this and this is also to do with the Rapids as well and this might be a league um, a league initiative but both the Sounders and the Rapids, uh, the sales of the jersey are going towards, proceeds are going towards a charity so mm. for the uh, Sounders jersey the uh, it, it features a logo on the right hand sleeve for the uh, Payalab tribe who are serve as the First Nations stewards of the land throughout Puget Sound in yeah. Washington State. Yeah. So they are, they're going to be the charity um, recipient of, of money from that. And the Rapids jersey sales are going towards 
uh, non-profit initiatives that that maintain trails on three of the six 14er mountains. Yeah. Uh, and I, I haven't seen too many charitable initiatives that are like directly tied to a jersey like that. So I think that's actually pretty awesome to be honest mm. um as, that's a it's a great initiative it's just a one it's very shirt. good it's like local to uh local to the area so you know the rappers jersey is is going for the mountains because that's kind of the thing we have here yeah you guys have crazy psychedelic music through Jimi hendrix so yeah. that's what you're you guys are going for the the way that jerseys work in mls is i believe they rotate replacing the, the jerseys every other year so they they are releasing a new jersey every season because mm. you gotta gotta get those dollar dollar bills y'all but um <laughs> damn straight they 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 rotate home and then they keep that home jersey for two years and then replace it after that and then on the other year they replace the away jersey so there is always a new shirt to sell but i just personally think that's slightly better value for consumers you know rather mm. than having to buy a new arsenal jersey that all they've done is like move the stripes or change the red and white or in some cases not even really do anything yeah it's quite nice to to know that you're buying a jersey that's going to last for two seasons instead of one mm. uh, even though that isn't you know massively uh, massively better for a, a jersey that can cost upwards of a hundred bucks in some cases mm. um i was going to shout out the fc dallas secondary jersey they're a way strip nice. um it is a sort of very nice sky blue with uh dark blue white and red hoops on the sleeves and around the, the trim, which I think is rather nice. Um, I'm trying, I'm just looking at DC United's away jersey is also quite nice, white yeah. and blue. There's a lot of a lot of white secondary jerseys going on at uh, this season, it looks like. I'm trying to pull up the full list. I'm sure that there is a uh, hall of shame for some of these somewhere. Mm. Uh, most of these appear to be white. Oh, and a shout out to FC uh, Austin FC's new jersey also, which is green and it kind of looks like a Bournemouth kit I think nice. with thick thick stripes but instead of red and black it's green and black they're sponsored by Yeti which has got to be one of the better sponsors of anywhere certainly um, it's not the abominable snowman himself it's it's a company that makes coolers and like flasks and things but yeah, still yeah. any jersey that has Yeti written on it in massive letters gets my vote <laughs> Uh, the last thing I was going to mention wasn't actually MLS related. It, it was a uh, league beneath. Uh, Ooh. Well, a couple NASL of... chat. No, it's not even NASL. It's beneath that. Oh, USL. Uh, so it's Providence City. Um, I don't know if you're aware of them from Rhode Island. Um, mm. You want to search the uh, 2019, uh, 2020 Providence City home shirt made by Hummel. Um, you want to search that right now because that is I'm one of my favourite right shirts of all time and I ordered it on a classic football shirt sale a couple of weeks ago. Is this the one with the shark on it? Yes. Wow. What do you think of that? Wow. Well, first up, I'm a little frustrated because they're sponsored by a brewery. Yes. And I'm a little annoyed that the Rapids don't sign a partnership with any one of the many excellent breweries there are. Yeah, because obviously, you know, I mean, many. I am currently drinking... Um, Grapefruit Pale Ale, while we record oh. this, uh, made by Sharp Tongue, which is, uh, well, I bought it from Aldi, uh, but it's from the Hop <laughs> Foundry. So I love a, I love a craft beer, craft cider, yeah, well, whatever. Craft um, beer in Denver is kind of ridiculous, and I, it, yeah. there are so many cool breweries that I would rather sponsor us than Trans America, a company which I think is based in San Francisco. So yeah. I don't know. 
just feels like it should go local. But so for those of you who have not seen this jersey, yeah. I shall describe it to you. Go. Imagine the Jaws poster. Yes. Replace the great white shark with a hammerhead shark. Yes. And then put a boy, as in a buoy, as they say here, but it yes. just makes my skin hurt to say it that way, uh, floating in the ocean alongside a buxom, scantily clad lady. wench. Um, and then above her, it says Revival Brewing Company. And then to probably the PS de resistance of the whole thing mm-hmm. is that the, uh, the badge, the crest that players will presumably kiss uh, having scored a goal mm. uh, to profess their loyalty to the club, skull and crossbones. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they they actually play in a, the amateur league uh, football alliance one, the Bay State Bay State Soccer League. Um, but that was a shirt that was available to me, and I had a sale code, so I bought it, and it's now gone up in price. You can get it in the UK, but you can also get it direct from them. Uh, again, not strictly MLS, but I do love a chat about shirts, and that is one of my favourite shirts. So shout out Providence City for your good is, work, chaps. Is, it, is that not a hobby of yours to collect um, soccer jerseys? It might be. Um, oh, I'm not not being critical at all. <laughs> it uh, might be. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't wasn't trying to take shots. <laughs> I think it's a great hobby. I know that you. What What is your favourite apart from obviously that one yeah. with a shark on it? I yeah, it's going to take some beating. But do you have any of those crazy tuxedo ones, or perhaps that? grotesque camouflage kit that came out who was that that was some it's a spanish team i think that does a really crazy third jersey uh, uh i think one of my favorites is the um from 20 let's think 2013 14 season seattle sounders third cyan and yellow jersey uh, you want to search that but that's one of my favorites it should be hideous but i like it um, a, yeah that's one of my favorites that it's very very of, difficult to get hold of as are all the, the best bruised banana kit the arsenal uh, blue bruised banana is a, is a particularly yes. uh mm-hmm. favored one of of mine i also i read a lot of so I, I also quite like collecting jerseys i haven't got nearly as extensive a collection as you but um, there was one I particularly liked that got a lot of hate when it came out, but it, it was Spain's jersey for I think the twenty eighteen. It was the it was white and it had like zigzags of yellow and red on it. I thought it was I thought it was really nice. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, show. but it I got, thought that was quite nice. Yeah, of, uh, uh, hatred. Well, obviously, obviously, you know, some people just well, are not connoisseurs in that. I think that for just, some people, it's you know, um, it, it's a games gone moment, you know, when when oh, all these people are having fun with jerseys. Yeah. But then you, so, so many of these are just cookie cut, and they just come out again and again with the same garbage. And any time a team pushes the envelope a little, mm. it, I I think it's quite good. But I'm trying to find it on Google, but all I searched was Spain jersey zigzags, and it hasn't really yeah. <laughs> I probably need to tighten those <laughs> terms a little bit there. Um, Google just telling you to be more specific, man. Yeah, I, a lot so, of time for yeah. that one. Well, that was... There uh, it is. Um, it's not zigzags, that's why I, yeah. I went wrong. Uh, imagine, if you will, a bag okay. of cheese Doritos mm. spilled over a jersey. Uh, they're sort of these <laughs> triangular shapes. 
um, over the jersey. I, I thought it was quite interesting, and, and I quite liked it, and I uh, keep meaning to pick one up. At the time, my five-a-side team was playing in I, white. I wondered, I wondered where that was going when you said, imagine, if you will, a bag of cheese, and I'm <laughs> glad you followed it with Doritos, because I really the, the um, possibilities were endless. Yeah, it, it appears to have but, you know, a bright orange yeah. Doritos spilled over it in a sort of uh, triangular pattern. But I, I, in my head, I remembered it as zigzags. I still like it. Um, but I understand the reception in Spain was. <laughs> I think it was for Euro. When, when was that? Well, I mean. I think it was for Euro 2020. Yeah. Euro 2016. Oh, no, no, 2020 hasn't been. Well, 2020 oh, hasn't yeah. happened. It, is it's it going to happen soon. Is it yeah. Well, it's, it's Euro 2021, let's be honest. But they're still calling it Euro 2020, so they have to rebrand everything. All the, all the t shirts have been printed. Yeah, it was the, the away jersey for 2016 2017. I liked it. Um, I don't... Okay, I yeah, liked um, it. You know, Spain got, so got a bit soft spot for that Spanish national team and their Dorito shirt. So, what was what would you say your favorite is yeah. of all time, jersey wise? Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh. Yeah, you can think you about it while I talk me, about you? the uh, England away strip for the Euro '96, if you like, which was a great shirt but can literally never be worn ever again because of because. I do like that grey one. Do you mean the grey one? But the me- the memories, yeah. the memories. Yeah. Oh, Gaza, Gaza sliding at the back post, and oh, oh, you'll never. Live. And then the Pizza Hut commercial. Oh, you'll never. Yeah. Live down. I actually think that. Do you know what? The, I think my figure yeah, with the gate in there. Yeah. Um, I think my favourite shirt of all time is obviously. Well, obviously, I'm from Hull, so Hull City are my team, um, and I recently um, there's a. Twitter account um, which does um, shirts like retro kind of knockoffs, but they they look Ooh, pretty much the exactly the same as the same as the as the right thing. Uh, it's called Hull City Retro Shirts. Um, it's like a members club, and you have to oh, like. Please tell me you're about to tell me it's going to be the tiger protective print about it. <laughs> no, it's not the tiger print one. It's actually it's from that season. It's from ninety four, ninety five. Um, but it's the um, jersey they only made a thousand of, um, and it, the promotional material was Dean Windus on top of the West Stand, carrying a black bin bag, because um, it was launched around Christmas time. So it was the it's needless black, yeah, I'm looking at it right now with, the, uh, with an, uh, narrow thick orange. white yeah. and uh, amber oh. stripes. Yeah, it's a lovely. It, I, I, it's, it's, it's not a lovely shirt to a lot of people, but I, that's one of my favourite shirts of all time. And it's retailing so here at one hundred and eighty-nine um, pounds I, and ninety-nine pence, and that's in a two XL. So presumably yeah, that so, is Dean Windass's shirt. Yes. Yeah, they were. They only made a thousand, um, and this retro site that I'm a member of did one of those. Uh, that was snapped up very quickly. Uh, for a fraction of the price, so thank you to Hull City Retro for that. That's my probably my favourite shirt of all time that I've always wanted. No, never you been able You've to got get an, a new house to one. frame it in. Lovely. Indeed. Oh, okay. Well, no, no you're not one of you're not so one of those collectors. Like my shirts. I, I don't. I don't have the space. Even if I've used, moved into a bigger house, I still am not allowed space to hang jerseys up. Imagine <laughs> the uh, the scenes if that was to actually kick off. So they're on a rail. Um, in my wardrobe, fitted wardrobes where I can then wear them. When the time is right. Um, so yeah, when the time is right, indeed. So yeah, I think that would be uh, that's 
probably reaches the end of the, does, the yeah. first chat of the season. Yeah, it's great to talk to you most as always. Enjoyable. And uh, and you, and I'm sure we'll do another one for opening. Yeah, I think, weekend I think we should. Uh, in, uh, um, during that one, we'll definitely talk about fantasy MLS. If anyone is mm. uh, interested, we'll get that going. Yes, so you can. We are going to all in that. We'll, yeah, we'll put sure. that through the socials as well. Yeah, we'll put it through the socials. We'll do fantasy MLS, just like fantasy Premier League. Maybe a bit more of a leveler. Cause also, it gives you unlimited subs, or it did in the past, which is um, so much nicer because then you can ch- change your team. It's, oh yeah. my god! Imagine that! Imagine that in fantasy Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah. No wild cards to, to deploy. Uh, There's a lot more no. weekends in MLS where it doesn't match up. Anyway, I'll let you go, mate. Um, I will catch yeah, up with yeah. you soon. Yeah, you as always. Yeah, good. Yeah, good to speak it, to you as always. Easy, yeah. See ya.